About two weeks ago, I was woken early in the morning by the sound of a car horn. It's not an uncommon thing to hear where I live. Our apartment sits above a busy intersection and people are pretty often pretty impatient when the light turns, but not usually at six in the morning. The horn continued, blaring in these long, sustained blasts, one after another after another. And so, confused, I sat up and I pulled back the curtain to see what was going on. The horn continued. I saw the car, it was, it was the only car at the intersection, And as my eyes adjusted, I realized they were honking at a person. He was laying motionless in the street there on the pavement. And I watched, stunned, as the driver finally gave up on rousing him and sped away. I was horrified. I I hurried to get dressed and grab a jacket and run downstairs and outside. I was worried about this person lying in the street, and I was unsure what kind of situation I was walking into. But just as much, I was livid that someone would have the gall to honk at someone rather than stop and see if they were okay. Is this really my neighborhood? I wondered. Is this what we've become? This, this the dark underbelly of humanity. <laughs> and what on earth does this have to do with Christmas? It's, it's that darkness that grabbed hold of my imagination. This, where John the Evangelist tells us that it all begins. There is a word, and there is God, and there is this light. But it all seems to begin in the dark. Here in the darkness, this is where Christ enters in. In John's Gospel, we get the the sort of cosmic version of the Christmas story. It's spare on the specifics of this incredible birth and is focused almost entirely on the universal poetry of that baby. The light shines in the darkness. This true light was coming into the world, a a new light, an incredible, unquenchable light, entering into the darkness in the chub of this infant. There's more than just this poetry, though, at the beginning of this gospel, and I think it can be easy to miss it. There's an earthiness hidden in the last verse of the passage. It says, and the word became flesh and lived among us. Lived among us. The Greek here is skenu, 
And it's often translated as dwell, but it it carries a grittier sense to it, a real physicality. It means literally to camp, to pitch a tent. Or in Eugene Peterson's rendering of the word, to move into the neighborhood. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. This thought is as astonishing now as it was then. God, the word that gives order to all of creation, moving in on our street, dodging the same potholes, waiting at the same red lights, or God moving into the neighborhood in Bethlehem, this ancient city of David, a bit out in the sticks, but still under the thumb of the oppressive Roman Empire. This neighborhood where Jesus is born, the powers that be are keen to count every last person, not because they're curious about demographics, but because they want to make absolutely sure that they squeeze every possible coin out of every possible pocket. Raking in the tax dollars not to care for the common good, but to add to their own coffers, always, ever more at the expense of the masses. It was a dark time. This is where God moves in. The challenge, I believe, is opening ourselves up enough to notice when God comes, right here, right in our neighborhoods. By the time I made it down to the intersection below my apartment, someone else had pulled over. She was kneeling next to the man and speaking into her phone, describing the situation to a 911 operator. The man was breathing, I saw, I was relieved, He was moving a little bit. Another woman walked up moments later, and together we tried to make sense of what was unfolding. I recounted how I had been woken up. Can you believe some people? I ranted. I mean to just honk and then drive off? Unreal. I couldn't let it go. But even as I fumed, the scene evolved. One woman took off her fleece, folding it up as a pillow, and then carefully sliding it in under the man's head, in between the cold pavement and where he had cut himself on his head when he'd fallen. And then, seeing her do this, the the other woman exclaimed, Oh, of course he must be so cold. The act of caring, it seemed, was contagious. We had no idea how long he had been there, and this other woman took off what looked to be this very expensive, long, black wool coat, and gently she laid it over the man, tucking it in carefully 
around his chin and his side. Something clicked in me watching her. My mouth hung open a little as the awe settled in. We waited with this man. I held his hand. The first woman continued on the phone while the other carefully waved traffic to go around us. Eventually an ambulance came and a fire truck and the EMTs piled out and took over. As they loaded him onto the gurney and wheeled him into the ambulance, these two women and I lingered. The ordeal now over, we introduced ourselves, Maggie and Terry. I walked back across the street and up the stairs and into my darkened apartment. But the light, I realized, had shifted. The story had changed in me. It had changed all around me in spite of myself. What had begun with my fuming at how someone in this neighborhood could be so crass had become, without my realizing it, the story of Terry and Maggie, of these women who did stop, these women who called for help and made a pillow and spread a coat and waited and kept watch. This was God, I realized. This was the incarnate one moved into our neighborhood. It had just been hard for me to see this, to trust it as the scene first unfolded. The incredible gift of Christmas is that this light comes, even especially in the darkness. The compassion of this humble God shown in the care of extended between strangers, the, the love offered in the midst of strife. This blessed light of Christmas is our gift and our call. It comes into the darkness, but the darkness does not win, does not have the last word. And this light doesn't just happen somewhere else, somewhere holier. God comes right here, right into our lives. The question this day and all our days is how we will join in the story. How will we look for this presence, make room in our lives, and join together in living out this light? It is ready and waiting. God has already moved into the neighborhood.